the Hardcore on Tour, Stories from the Van, episode 16. Uh, if you are listening right now, you may have noticed that's a different intro song because I'm changing stuff up because I can. Also, at the end of this, you're going to hear a song from the band of our guest today, uh, which is Garrett from Mall. Hello. Hello. What's going on? So, um, we are in Fargo, North Dakota right now, down the street from Youngblood Coffee, right in the heart of downtown. Shout out Youngblood. And, uh, yeah, Youngblood rules. And I am actually kind of dry already from drinking my three shots of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. But uh, we are playing, well actually, we played with Maul last night at Ohada. Uh, Ohada Records in Grand Forks, and then we are playing at Red Raven Espresso Parlor tonight. Um, the first thing that always comes to mind now when I play North Dakota is you guys go to shows and you really, really enjoy it. What's up with that? Why is your scene so awesome? I don't know. I, I, Fargo is insanely spoiled, like insanely spoiled. Uh I've gone to other cities like Sioux City or Sioux Falls or something like that. Mm-hmm. We always hear how crazy Fargo is, and it's not something you always pay attention to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, there's, like, shows every week all over genres, at least 30, 40 people. You know what I mean? Like, there's crowds that want to be there for almost anything, and I think that's looking at it actually from that perspective, no boundaries between genres yeah. or anything. It's, like, Fargo just craves, I mean, it's winter in North Dakota, or shitty out in North Dakota, <laughs> nine months out of the year, like, I think there's just people looking for something to do, or some kind of sense of community, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so cool, because, like, even last night in Grand Forks, like, doors were at 6.30, mm-hmm. and at 7 o'clock, when the first band started, the room was packed, mm-hmm. like, corner to corner, mm-hmm. and that's, there's so many places that I don't see that happen. Even at home, you know, as much as I love my hometown, like, um, people are usually slower, like, oh, doors at 6.30, I'll get there at 7.30. Yeah, we'll you know, show up. <laughs> like, I'll get there eventually. The you know, not everyone's that way, but it, it is noticeable. And um, that's the one thing that I really, really love about playing North Dakota is you guys are on time and you care and you stay to the end and everything. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a few times. I know a big part of that is, like, shout-out Hang Time, uh, really cool surf punk mm-hmm. from Grand Forks. I think they're all, like, 19, but they just really nail who they are and they have a following like they bring out a lot of their family too mm-hmm. but they're still kids from high school like what you want at an all-ages show to yeah. see kids rocking out and hopefully start something <laughs> that's so cool yeah uh but yeah last night was insane right at seven just to the gills <laughs> yeah so for for like the history of fargo and north dakota and stuff like that like when did you start going to shows or like what's like the Who's who's the who's who of what started like the music scene here? Has it always been going? So my or? my introduction to Fargo music scene was in two thousand nine. Uh, I'm not from here originally. Um, two thousand nine, I had an old shitty deathcore band. <laughs> we, we were from uh, Bemidji, Minnesota, and we'd come up here pretty regularly. And it was a lot of metalcore, you know, a lot of people covering A Day to Remember, uh, <laughs> uh, August Burns Red, like, it was just huge then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was still, I think that's when everybody my age was in high school, so shows were just insane all the time, mm-hmm. like, packed. Um, I know when I was gone for a lot of it, The New Direction was thriving from, like, 
2012 or 13, mm-hmm. forgive me if I'm wrong, it was probably 11 actually, uh, to 15 or 16. And that was like hardcore punk dominated a lot. Like it was thriving. There was touring acts coming all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say recently metal has just taken off in Fargo. I don't know if that's because I'm like in it to see it, but like I know that there's just... Yeah, I mean, it'd be even, like, just seeing the way that people, like, respond to, to mall and phobophilic. Yeah. Like, it just seems like everybody eats it up here. And that's, and these are, those are two bands <laughs> in the last two, three years, you know? Both mm-hmm. of us, like, um, Thrall Frost, Demi Fiend, like, this really sick black metal. Um, Widow from last year. Widow night. is, fucking sick. their first show was in October, and they've come. Oh, they're that new? Yeah, and they've Damn. come an insane far away since that. And Landon and Tanner, they on guitars um they were in a metal band called euthanasia and i really liked them but it was always hard to get them to do shows so uh if you're listening to this do a show again damn it <laughs> um i don't know i i forgot what the original question was Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so um i'm just gonna jump straight to it because i heard through the grapevine once and we never got to actually talk about it that you used to be a wrestler oh <laughs> uh, yeah. if we may talk about that sure why not um See, I've grown up being a big wrestling fan, and it's actually in recent months I've been trying to, like, get acclimated again, because for a long time I didn't have, uh, like, cable or anything, so I finally got WWE Network, and I've been, like, catching up on everything, so now I'm all obsessed again. So anytime I get a chance to talk about it with anyone, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking useless wrestling encyclopedia, like, (laughs) watched since before I could talk, like, yeah. What do you want to talk about? What's your, fa- <laughs> what's your favorite wrestler? Let's start there. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Nice. Uh, Mount Rauschmar, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Ric Flair, Macho Man, or Bret Hart. That's one's always mm-hmm. interchangeable. But you can't deny anybody that doesn't even know wrestling. You see them, you know they're fucking awesome at what yeah. they do. <laughs> so are you more of a WWE or WWF era? Um, what do you think impacts you? Is it still the same, or do you have any... I still think of it the same. I don't really cross or, like, separate mm-hmm. them that much. Some uh, people like to always, you know, think, like, oh, I miss the old days and everything, mm-hmm. but there's still stuff that's great that... I would say the stuff now. I mostly remember is, like, 2000 to 2005, mm-hmm. so that's WWE, right? Yeah, yeah pretty For much. the most part. Um, but that doesn't mean I wasn't watching the yeah. wars and all that, like... I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't separate them that much. Uh, I don't keep up as much anymore just because it's been kind of whack. <laughs> I love NXT, but I don't know. Yeah, like now that I've been catching up more on like the actual like because they have like the on the WWE Network they have the original section with like all the documentaries and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really really cool to watch and and see like the I like the behind the scenes stuff like the real stuff where they're actually mm-hmm. not the scripted people behind and, you know, the... and that and it's it's really cool. Wrestling is art to me Mm -hmm. and i think it's really dumb to look at it any other way like it's you are that piece of art and then the way you self-promote yourself the way you put yourself out in front of live crowds the way you learn your trade like and perform it live like there's a reason regardless of what you think of the sport like that is fucking art in its pure form you are conveying a live audience exactly yeah it's like people could say like oh it's fake and scripted or things you know and whatever it's like but that doesn't matter that doesn't even fucking what matter trans- <laughs> what transcended hulk hogan mm-hmm. and the rock and stone cold and john cena they built a you know and it's like yeah. it's those people stood out amongst so many others you know why didn't doink the clown get bigger <laughs> you know like it's it's 
some people just have these personalities that, that do transcend, and it's the way that they present it and the mm-hmm. way that they can perform. And I don't think it's any different than, you know, any other celebrity that people would look up to or... I think to to keep it in tie with everything like going on now, like wrestling on an independent level and music on a DIY level are the same same thing. Mm-hmm. It's how willing are you to be on the road, be miserable, and get paid a little bit to do what you love? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's yeah, no, it's that makes total sense. Um, shout out to Eric Morrison and Grand Forks. He started Time Bomb last year, mm-hmm. and it's become so big. And he combined underground wrestling with underground music and it's time bombs doing or at new direction fest this yep, year right yep they yeah, got yeah. a match going on the That's first cool. night um but it's just a cool vision and it just makes so much sense once you see it and experience it all i don't know <laughs> yeah so you used used to wrestle mm-hmm. yeah i did for i did backyard wrestling from like 2005 to 2009 Shit. and in that time i started going to learn the basics at this kind of Questionable company, I suppose, but I was mm-hmm. in in the door in a ring learning how to bump, learning yeah. how to run the ropes, and uh, then I started taking it seriously in 2015, and that's when I started traveling and working wherever I could mm-hmm. um, until I crushed my L1 <laughs> mm-hmm. vertebrae in a match that was storyline my retirement match, and concussion and a broken back later, it ended up actually being my retirement match, so, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's fucking, that's awesome though. That, like you did it for so long, like cause that's what fifteen or ten years. You just said pretty much about roughly, there, so, yeah. yeah cool. Just I mean, people. I'm sure people wouldn't count back at wrestling as part of it, but I was still the inside. I, I was still throwing <laughs> myself off ladders and yeah. doing all the hardcore shit. Like the reason why I'm miserable now at 29. <laughs> we need to see some of that tonight during, during the show. <laughs> Is there? Can you fit a ladder in the red ring? <laughs> I, I don't know. I suppose. <laughs> Fucking, um, no, that's just, like, really cool to me because I've always wanted to try it growing up, you know, just mm-hmm. being such a fan and stuff, but I've never even been inside of a ring. I, I Do you guys have a wrestling school here, I assume, then, or somewhere um, nearby? The here? nearest one that's, that's actually built a really uh, sick reputation is the Academy in Minneapolis, and that's run oh, okay. by... Uh, um, Ken Anderson, Eric Cannon helps over there. Um, I'm forgetting a lot of names, I'm sure, but it's a really reputable school. Cool. Um, if you remember Eugene from the days. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his real name. I'm blanking on a lot of stuff, but he runs a school in Sioux Falls. I don't know if that's oh, still going, cool. but... Um, yeah, there's some schools nearby. It's, it's the Midwest, everything's kind of desolate, yeah. so... <laughs> I, I never realized that Hornswoggle was from... Um, oh yeah, he's like from three hours Wisconsin. from our town in yep. Wisconsin. Yeah, and he has a wrestling school there. I just found that out the other yeah, day. He runs a promotion regularly still. I think. Yeah. Is I that did. ACW? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I tried to work there once when I when I was working mm-hmm. there. <laughs> so for NXT, who's uh, who are some of your favorite performers right now? Right now, from NXT. There. Um, big Velveteen Dream fan. Mm-hmm. I think that dude is just money, absolute money. It's been a long time since someone is exactly their gimmick, full and full. Yeah. Like, and he's backs it up in the ring. Like everything he does, you want to watch. At least for me, and mm-hmm. like as much wrestling as I do watch or have watched in my life, it's it's a cool thing to see someone like that again. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Matt Riddle fan. Yeah, I like Matt Riddle yeah. too. He's got legitimate. I just saw like Randy Orton talking shit about him. Yeah, Randy Orton talking shit. <laughs> seemed pretty genuine too, because he like the shit he said on Twitter, 
and it was like, what's up? Like, yeah, like he's kind of, you know, he does the whole bro thing mm -hmm. all the time, but that dude's really awesome to watch, I think, so. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. The cops. <laughs> watch us just get fucking <laughs> raided right now. They got some cops all uh, popping up right on now. us. That would be hilarious if actually we got interrupted. This on camera? They're so, doing something. I don't know what they're doing. Go ahead. This is uh, not quite the van to do it. So, <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, anyway. I have this straight edge band called Dare to Be. And uh, <laughs> and I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I just want the cops to pull up on us and be like, what are you doing? And we'll be like, fucking straight edge, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, I'll climb edge. I'll climb so. edge for Gadget any day. <laughs> Dude, that band is sick. Yeah, shout out Gadget. Shout out Trenton, anything he does. Noah, I love all those. Eli. <laughs> Minneapolis is just incredible that if you're talking about scenes booming like minneapolis has just always got stuff coming out yeah of and then again in the last two years like i almost just seen it in the process of building and building and more younger kids coming out more kids starting bands they're just down to rock all mm -hmm. the time and i love that shit <laughs> yeah we're playing there tomorrow in uh where's that up seward cafe Okay. Never played there. I've before. heard of it a lot. Um, they do a lot of DIY shows. DIY shows now. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I looked at pictures and it looked kind of like it was like a cooperative kind of uh, like restaurant type of sure. deal or something like. Or yeah, it's like Seward Cafe, Cafe or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looked like one of those places where like, a bunch of punks get together and make it make it happen, you know, type of thing. So kind of what we specialize in doing around here. Like, oh, it's a living room, a coffee shop. Like, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, that's that's see, yeah. you know, like as you know, like we only play all ages shows, so. I hit up people all the time, and I say, like, hey, can we do a show, blah, 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 and they're like, you know, what do you need, everything, and it's like, the only thing that we're firm on is we just needs to be all ages, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, we can't do that, it's like, well, do you have a coffee shop, do you have a, a backyard, do you have a like, beauty where salon, can we like, up? Yeah. we've played, we're actually playing a boxing gym in Texas um, in May, I believe, uh, a boxing gym. our friends in uh, this band called Godshell from austin they're fucking awesome gotcha. they're like i don't even know how to explain them they're just fucking awesome um but like they're they actually set it up and i guess one of the guys in this band called combat down there with a um, k uh with a c oh yeah but, a combat uh, with he, a k he actually owns the boxing gym okay i guess they've been having shows there and packing it up <coughs> that's and, it. and that's super awesome to me because it's like even if only lasts a couple months, that's just the game. Mm -hmm. That's DIY. Mm -hmm. That's punk. That's that's how it always has. Where been. it can happen, you do it while it yeah. can, and then it fades away. We've had th three really sick house venues, and then they all went down, boom, 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 in one summer. Like, um, I don't know if part of that was our problem. We played two of the last shows for those houses. That <laughs> maybe were the problem. What, we um, did, what did we just play? Grease, Grease's house. Yeah, that was one was over the fucking, uh, Yeah, in May. Yeah, um, and that's not there anymore, right? No, no, Greases was a really cool short run thing. Um, shout out to Chris, fucking rest in peace. Um, he was really cool. He was in the scene for a short amount of time, but mm -hmm. uh, that was cool that he let us rock out in his house the yeah. way he did. <laughs> that was that was a show I will never forget. Yeah, that, that was the stuffed so animals. <laughs> that place was so packed. I remember the power like cut out during our set too, and then like came back on and we just like kept playing the oh time. that was the uh new direction after show yeah, yeah, okay after okay show yeah i left because it was so packed that yeah, night. Dude, yeah it, it was, was uncomfortable man <laughs> i have no clue how i got my gear in there like it was insane yeah <coughs> um i forgot i was gonna say something but oh i was gonna say uh in tulsa 
No, Oklahoma City, the mm-hmm. dojo. Was a, I've seen that. Yeah, I've we seen played that. There. Like, I've never been there, but mm-hmm. I've seen that the, was the flyers a, and stuff. Mixed martial arts. I don't know what exactly it oh, was. Oh, it actually but gym, is. Yeah, it's an actual dojo. by day, and then that night we played played on like the pads and shit. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. sick. I was I saw it like on flyers before. Like I know the name, mm-hmm. but I always thought it was just like a cool name for a house venue or something like that. I didn't realize it was an actual an actual like, dojo. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've uh Yeah, the guy who the like head the master or I don't know what you call it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> master Dojo. Was like running sound and shit too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was really cool. That's sick. Yeah, like I just I have a lot of respect and admiration for anybody who at least makes that that you know, takes the effort to make it happen and that's kind of what like the all ages or nothing um movement or whatever you want to say it is, you know, like that's what we push is to kind of have that mentality of like, like, well, I mean, it's, it's our little mantra, I guess, in a sense, but like, it's something that we want other people to just take and run with mm-hmm. is like, make that effort of saying like, you know, we'll try and make this show happen. We don't have any all ages venues yet or right now, but we'll make something happen. Yeah. We'll find and, it. And, you know, like, well, again, when was it, when did you say your first show ever was like your first DIY show? Ever? Yeah. When do you think it was? Uh, Were you 21? DIY, still, I would consider the Raven. So 2009, I was like 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. so you were under 21, mm-hmm. so it's like... Yeah, all Jesus. Exactly, yeah. you know, it's like, the, that's the thing, is like, you found something that you're still a part of today at a younger age, and that's just so so important, and I feel like it's uh, something that I'm never going to forget, and I don't think that people should just kind of brush under the rug. Right. Like, oh, I'm 30 now. I can go to, you know, go to a that's bar. That's not how things stay it's like that, that's, going. You want it to keep it cycling. Yeah, you know what keep I mean? it like, cycling yeah. and not just live your life in, in the bar scene. Like, naturally, we're not going to know a bunch of high schoolers, but come, if they come out to shows and want to start bands, we can put them on. Yeah. Like, we know what that was like when we were young. Exactly. And out. Yeah, you like, know, and it's like being able to put yourself also to... W- you know, I remember asking people in bands stupid fucking questions when I was mm-hmm. like 14. I felt so dumb. And I look back now and I'm like, man, I sounded like an idiot. But that was important because this person was there who's done these things before me mm-hmm. to help guide me, you know. You Even were, if it's just a couple of sentences, it's things that can guide you. Before you knew it, you were yeah. fucking utilizing sources, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's so important. And, and uh, I just love that it seems like there's so many places in North Dakota... Um, that 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 does keep that strong because like we played at Rhythm Records and Bismarck before mm-hmm. we did that house show and New Direction Fest was technically all ages too. We played Ohada Records. We're playing Minot in a couple of months. I heard that that's really cool. Scene okay, I there. haven't gotten to play out there. I have okay. I've never even been there. I didn't even know it was a scene. I just every every time I talk to somebody out here, uh, they keep mentioning that that's they did a, a good fest scene, for like so. a long a long time called Why Not Mine Not, but and then it was like huge three day thing. And, oh yeah, but. Uh, I haven't been out there for a show before, so. How, so, like, I know you guys, uh, the mall has the tour coming up here in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, uh, March 18th. Yeah. yeah. So, how much touring has mall done before, or is this, like, the first, like, bigger tour? This is going to be the first beer one. We did a six-day or seven-day last year mm-hmm. with Walk Out Sleeps and Hushed. Um, and then we've done a few four days and three days, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. getting to where we can in that drive time and still get back to our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this 12, we're doing 12 days and that'll be the first long one. Um, 
fucking thank you again for all your help. I mean, thank you. Yeah, you helped no me problem. with like three different shows, four different shows almost. So no, it's, it's that's a, a that, that was... I always tell people like I know what it's like, mm-hmm. you know, booking because it's like we we I do it all myself already. So any opportunity where I know that I can message a friend and say, hey, you're my friend, and I know you'll answer my message right away, help out my other friend, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing it at all. That's so. seriously what I fucking love the most about this community or this, I don't know, network, is mm-hmm. the networking part is, like, meeting relatively like like-minded people, you know what I mean? Like, their work ethic matches what you're trying to do, or their... You're just a fan of their music or a fan of those people. Like, you just click with them, and you can help each other in different cities, yeah. and... I don't know. There's something really magical. It if, is. If that it's, sounds corny, it's, it's but so like, cool. yeah, it's like you know. Again, like we we've met what two, two, three, maybe two, three, four times, maybe in maybe, passing. Yeah. You know, briefly we talk on the internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like I listen to your shit like three times a week, probably. <laughs> you know, since like the last time I saw you guys. So it's like now, like, but but then like I consider you like a friend. Yeah. Which is what's so cool about the music scene in general is you can meet somebody just a few times and then you're like, this is a friend. I enjoy seeing them. I enjoy talking to them. Sure, I'll help you out, you know, like, right. I'll give you my time. And if I'm whatever. ever in this, like, we're not going to see each other all the time, but if I'm in this area, like, we're going to link up and fucking do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so cool. And that's, uh, even even this podcast is like a way to just kind of bridge that against everybody is, you know, maybe I have some friends who listen to this stuff and they don't know you. Well, mm. now they will. And I've definitely had friends who I know pay attention to the bands that I talk to on this podcast because they're like, well, Brian talked to them, you know, sure. I'll, I'll trust that, you know, Brian must think they're okay dudes or something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, it's just, you know, it's my little way to kind of help. It's another spoke. Get everybody rolling in yeah, the community <laughs> to just get that, that connection and stuff. And, Whatever we talk about, we talk about, but it's just more or less like we're all people mm-hmm. and we're all just trying to do the same kind of thing, you know? And it doesn't matter if you're hardcore or death metal or no, punk or whatever. It's like we're all in the same vein, you mm-hmm. know? We're all descendants of old blues music, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like pretty right. much. <laughs> if you're just... playing a distorted guitar, you're relatively yeah. on the same team. <laughs> yeah, it's like basically we're here because of Robert Johnson and Black Sabbath. So. <laughs> Yo, we're... I don't even know where the hell we were going now. I drink too much coffee. <laughs> I think we're about to talk about selling our souls. Or yeah, selling our souls or something like that. But um, oh, with like mall touring. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So that band uh, sucks. <laughs> are you? Everybody's um, does anyone make the mall cop joke? Does that happen? <laughs> We've gotten it once. We've okay. gotten it once. Because uh, I thought about just taking the flyer from mall cop and putting your head on. Like, somebody did that. Somebody, somebody did, did that. that. It's uh, like somebody had to. Somebody did that with it. mall rats too. Um, <laughs> the logo for Mall of America. We've always made that joke, like our first cross country would be the Mall yeah. of America tour. It's such a perfect name, though, honestly, for, like, your sound and just the way you guys, like, look on stage. Like, you look mean. Like, you particularly look mean <laughs> as fuck, which is so strange because you're such a, like, nice, not, like, kind of goofy dude. Mm-hmm. And... Dude, I'm a fucking idiot. And then on stage... I mean, I guess people say it about me, too, but, like when you go on stage, you look like you're ready to maul somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's definitely what I we want it. at a live show is to feel like you got mauled, whatever yeah. that means. But, like, that's the identity or whatever you want to say behind the music. Is it, it works so hard, though. Like, I've been talking you guys up at home because I have you on the, the Warehouse Weekend yeah. Metal Fest coming up. And I've just been telling people, like, 
is like you have to see this band like trust me like you guys are killer on record but something just about seeing those songs live just really i think we're definitely a live band for whatever that's worth Mm -hmm. like you don't get the atmosphere or the feeling we're trying to give off if you don't see us live i guess if that i don't know and your your vocal is so consistent too. Like Thank you. <laughs> one thing like I, that really stands through is like you you just have this really consistent low growl that I think is like can stand up with you know pretty much any <laughs> any death metal vocalist or whatever you want to call it you know like metal vocalist and um, it's just it's so intense and I can't stress enough to anybody <laughs> listening to this. I really love Maul, and I am just gushing over them right now to to Gary but <laughs> I'm blushing right now I'm blushing he is so red but uh well thank you that's <laughs> seriously that's a cool compliment uh I heard my first death metal record when I was like 11 12 it was definitely six feet under so fuck the haters oh, uh, fuck yeah dude I love it was maximum under. violence nice. I popped that in because my cousin's boyfriend at the time said he knew I liked heavy music but that wasn't for him mm-hmm I instantly was like, how do I make that noise? <laughs> so I was in my room pissing my dad off for years <laughs> trying to learn how to do shit like that. That makes a lot of sense because you don't, like, cup the mic or anything either, too. You have that classic, like, death metal, like, fully, like, it's fully you. You're mm-hmm. not using the mic to, like, Just emulate it. Projection. Stuff. That makes a lot of sense that you got that Chris Barnes influence. That's, that's, that's fucking yeah, cool. Definitely. Um... I did, didn't know how you make that sound, so I was just, it was like grunting and slowly <laughs> growling. I don't know. <laughs> Cookie monster shit. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely, I have asthma, and I have cotton mouth a lot. <laughs> but I drink just a, a hell of a lot of a water, and uh, that's Christian from Fogel Felix. Oh, hey. What up? He doesn't know, too. <laughs> I like how, it's just so crazy. You keep, like, I, like, I meet you at Youngblood. I see somebody from Phobophilic at Youngblood. Yeah. I run to Ryan, Ryan from Baltic Boardwalk. Oh, shit. And we just saw uh, him from Phobophilic, and it's just, like, it's so funny. <laughs> but I, have, uh, I drink a lot of water, and at home I need to practice a lot of breath control and core control for yeah. um amount of a lot of reasons, I guess, and that helps a lot on stage. It's yeah. all breath control, knowing where that sound is coming from. <laughs> do you warm up before shows, yes, then? Yes, okay. absolutely. I do, too, so, like... Uh, I've never felt like a vocalist or a drummer, and here I am doing both all the time. So I'm all like, I can't. You need to warm up your yeah, whole body. I always <laughs> warm up now. Like, I used to not, and then I realized, like, this is stupid. Do you mm-hmm. want a tour? Like, and you right. don't want to die. Like, you got to take care of yourself. <laughs> I could give, you know, I could do it with with probably fooling people, like, you know, like where maybe they wouldn't notice, but I would feel it at the end, and I just can't feel like shit after every set type of deal. But mm-hmm. yeah, do you that's... have. Do you do do you have like a recovery, or do you just kind of? Uh, so like I said before, I'm kind of a mess now, just from all the dumb shit I did for like ten years. Yeah. Um, I'm currently doing physical therapy for a rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my back is fucked. My hips are fucked. My knees kind of messed up. <laughs> you know, like I I so I need to do. Uh, some sort of yoga warming up and just body control working out at yeah. home every day I otherwise do if i don't i feel like frankenstein like literally it, it, and even if i do it it doesn't mean that i'm not going to feel like shit so yeah. um 
I do that even more for shows. Like then it's like the mode of, right. I need to get my body moving, all my joints, everything. Cause I go into a zone and throw myself around. And like, that's, that would suck if I didn't take care of myself. And yeah. right after, I mean, on the road, I bring a heating pad, a roller, I got the van smells like biofreeze. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're, I don't know. It's dumb to not take care of yourself, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's... No, that makes total sense. Like, I have I have all sorts of fucking problems, too. Like, I got really loose ligaments, so, like, I pull stuff very often. Mm-hmm. And I dislocated my patella and everything before just because I have, basically, they're not sitting in there right. So, I have, I did physical therapy twice for that, and now I just, uh, we finally got a Planet Fitness in our town so that's why i'm like going now like on mm-hmm. while we're on the road every single day i'm gonna go so i can at least stretch and keep trying to build up my knees so i don't fall apart too mm-hmm. so i understand that completely and then i do yoga in the morning to stretch and shit. i'm 31 you're 31 okay but i felt this way no shit since i was like 14 yeah like i've never felt good <laughs> i feel that i felt miserable so Shines through my music, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, a benefit, I guess, yeah. if you want to call it that. You're like, why you play heavy music? Because I feel like shit. Because I feel like shit all the time. Can't you tell? <laughs> um, so lyrically, is there uh, is there kind of a concept behind the stuff that you write from all, or is it just uh, is it stories or is it personal things or? Uh, I would say, as of recently. I mean, obviously, just because it's, like, coming from me, I'd say a lot of my favorite shit is the stuff that is really personal. Um, They're obviously twisted for, like, death metal themes and, you know, imagery and word-wise and stuff like that, but they mean, you know, you could take them however you uh, interpret them, of course, Mm -hmm. art-wise. Like, Soaked in Penance is being regretful of all the, like, if you've... Just obviously growing as a person, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and trying to rid negative shit from you to the point of physically self disemboweling yourself. Like yeah. that's what self dependence is about. And like, so grave mind, you know, being a victim to depression, basically dying in your own head and like just letting it happen because that's what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, cessation embraces is about isolation thinking that's what you need and finding out it's even, it's just more of the same hell. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of, it's an outlet. Of course it is. Like it's, it's therapy, it's art. It's, I would say most of it is drawn from real emotions and then transformed into a death metal song, I guess. (laughs) Is there like a certain song that when you wrote it or even, you know, after you've played it a bunch where you realize that that's something like, the song that you kind of identify the most, like, personally with? Is there any one that stands out more than others as being very profound to what you feel? Um, at the time, the Soaked in Penance Solicit the Torture Tape was really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really low point, and those songs were... Maybe for the first time, like, really bringing them forward and, like, facing them. Like, I didn't just write those songs. Like, I fucking f- went through a miserable time of just relearning how to not do things shitty anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just recognize where you've been wrong and shit and wanting to rid them. I don't know if that sounds, like, yeah. cheesy or not, but, like... No, it makes um, sense. 
I would say at that point, and even now, like, there's still a connection to those songs. Those are older songs. We still play them live more than what we did off the split from last year. Yeah. Uh, we don't really do anything off the demo, but those were important songs, and I think they still are. I think those two, for whatever reason, have resonated a lot with people as well. Like, mm-hmm. people sing, or if you want to call that, say the yeah. words back at me live. I, that's really weird for, like, death metal to me, but, like, I, I love it. That's sick as hell, but the fact that they took the time to know the words, um, I don't know. Maybe the amount of time or whatever that went into them shows to other people, you know what I mean? If it is something that you are or what you care about, it's not just a song, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I know not, pe- not people do that, but I don't know. I don't know where I'm getting at. <laughs> I'm sorry. So overall, as like a band, like what would you guys say are some musical influences? Because the one thing that I think is really fucking cool about Maul is like, it's death metal, but it's not like, like traditional black mm-hmm. and white death metal. Mm-hmm. It's very groove. It's very riffy. It's like, it's not as many blasts, but more like stank face fucking, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Where it's like, you're a death metal band that could, could play on a Black Dahlia murder tour, but you could also play on This Is Hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, and transcend both areas. So like, where do you guys kind of get that? I think that's just... From? shows everywhere that we've kind of came from like just an amalgamation of different influences uh i think we all kind of got into hardcore a little later i know i did for sure like 2011 Mm -hmm. but that instantly was a major influence for stuff i want to do because of those like those grooves the two steps um at that time or around that time would be like i was really getting into suburban scum incendiary Mm -hmm. um harm's way stuff like that okay cool more on the metalcore side, of course. I've yeah. always leaned towards... I've always been a metalhead. Um, I mean, we don't sound anything like it, but honestly, Incendiary's been one of our influences since we started. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, like, that's a great band. It's, it's there great in fucking our mind, band. Yeah. Uh, A lot of us, Lamb and I, became really good friends bonding over Lamb of God at, mm-hmm. like, in sixth grade. Like, <laughs> So, like, we've had... Uh, Jordan's been obsessed with Gorgira and different new metal things his whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear it. And their riffs, they're just translated to diff- differently. We present it different. I yeah. don't know. Um, we don't really have a rule of where we are. We just know it sounds like Mahal. Like, yeah. we're going to roll with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I think is cool is it's just like a, it's like a fresh take on something that just, I don't know, it feels it feels organic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're you're forcing, like, oh, we have to be we have to be death metal or we have to be hardcore. It feels like you're just like, we're fucking scary and heavy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it comes off that way. And it's like, where is this part going to build naturally mm-hmm. in the song? If it makes sense to do a fucking bass two-step part, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we'll throw it in there. Why the hell not? Like, <laughs> My favorite song is probably, uh, for, for what you've released so far, I'm, I'm waiting for the new record. Like, I might change it, but uh, <laughs> uh, Ambiguous Lurk. Okay. Like, because I remember the first night I saw you guys at Red Raven back in September. I remember that song and that part where it breaks down to just the guitar. And all of a sudden I did a cartwheel. <laughs> and then I was moving and I was two-stepping. And, and after like 10 seconds, I, I remember thinking, when did I start moving? <laughs> it just literally <laughs> completely Took just, over. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And I was like, okay, this band is fucking good. Because I was like, I didn't even mean to move. I wasn't in, 
plot, you know, intending to move. Just took over. And it just happened. So, like... That's fine. Nice. But, yeah, I love that song. I love that, that song a lot. That is, that's the only one we play off the split still. Mm-hmm. And that was only a year ago, but... Do you uh, not actually, like... today, as of February 22nd, we dropped that song a year ago, 2019. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you not like the other two songs, or...? They just didn't fit the set or the mood of where we are going with newer stuff. Okay. Um, We've we've have no problem scrapping stuff if it doesn't feel right in the set. Yeah. We've cycled through a lot of songs that way. We've had songs There's last. A lot of songs people want us to play that we just don't feel yeah. comfortable with. So it's like we just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that completely. We yeah. I think if you're not <coughs> obviously this is objective, but if you're not thinking of how your set is laid out or how things are flowing, rolling together, I don't. That's just something we try to concentrate on. Um, and I think yeah, band band should think that way too. Is like I understand that there are songs that you know even as a fan there's songs that sometimes i want a band to play but if a band does not feel comfortable playing Mm -hmm. it then you know there's a good chance that song might sound like shit live and you should be able to put forth this the the stuff that you feel really good about right so i think i I know i said i wasn't gonna talk shit before we started (laughs) (laughs) i love a lot of bands but i see a ton of bands that stop after every song and then it's just a weird silence. And I'm like, please don't do that. Like, I this is a show. <laughs> love that you said that. Yeah. Like, it's more like constructive <laughs> criticism. <laughs> I won't play it on some pretentious. Anyone that's ever seen Rig Time knows that their ears hurt in between our songs mm-hmm. because we always have feedback and shit. At least it, it's something bridging or like or something between and presenting Rig Time like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. When we started, our mentality was we're going to play for 20 minutes. And when we're done, you can have silence. Like, mm-hmm. like we're going to play and we're going to completely, you don't get to talk until we're done. If you want to sure. talk, go ahead and leave. That's fine. You know, but like while we're here, it's like, I think that, I think that that's more powerful from my, from a spectator of a band. Sure. Is when that band is just like absolutely assaulting all of your senses the entire time type yeah. of thing. And yeah, give them what you want to present them. Yeah. <laughs> You know, keep it keep it a nice, you know, 15, 20 minute set or something like that in a town you've never played um, and hit everybody hard and then get the fuck off stage mm-hmm. and, and make them want more type of thing. As right. Opposed Instead to of overstaying or Start, playing. stop, start, stop, 35 minute set, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it depends on, you know, again, the, the town or whatever. Sometimes we get asked to like play 45 minute sets and I'm like, it's not going to happen. No. no. <laughs> like, I, I, we've, I think the longest set we ever played was probably, probably was like 35 minutes, but that was the release show for our album War. Oh, okay. And we did the whole album, all 10 songs front to back. And then some hits. And then we did, yeah, the hits. We did the greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> but we did like our two two older songs that uh, we were like, well, it's our hometown, so like we'll play the other songs that people want to hear and stuff. And and that was a tiring show yeah it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're like right under half an hour probably half an hour with the break we take and like we don't we don't want to go over that like that's a i think half an hour is like per, a perfect slot but it's also like the most you need to go yeah i don't know if that makes no it makes total yeah. sense to 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 just again you know it's kind of playing to to where you're playing mm-hmm. you have to think about that mm-hmm. like if you're playing on a show with five bands you know, like, right. you got to think about, like, well, do I want to poop people out? Mm-hmm. I just said poop people out. How hardcore. But uh, <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody hates hearing that their set might be, like, shorter than what they want it to be. But 
like you got to think about the whole show too like yeah. if you like everybody should get 20 20 minutes at least and if you can't make the most out of 20 minutes being on stage i don't know you know, yeah like just be happy you're rocking i don't know <laughs> yeah well like i i just uh we just or i just put on a show at home back in december that's like our big we always do this show uh the day after christmas at the warehouse in lacrosse that i book because for some reason everybody comes out like people who don't even go to shows all year round come out to this one show and it's always packed and uh way we did it this year is we actually did two stages and i had like a uh, alternating stages so <coughs> everybody had 15 minute sets but then there was only five minutes in between mm -hmm. so it was boom 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 and i fit 10 bands in in like four hours or five hours or something like that. i think it was like us. four hours <laughs> yeah you know? so like those sets were short but it's like i feel like it worked out really well because it didn't seem like anyone got really tired mm -hmm. or you know overwhelmed and and it was technically like a weeknight or something too you know or or whenever, maybe, I don't remember what day it was. I think it was, like, a Tuesday or some shit. Okay. But, um, you know, kind of trying to keep that all in there. And I know some people were, at first were like, what the hell are we playing 15 minutes for? It's like, well, because there's nine other well, bands, there's nine too. there's nine other bands, you know? yeah. Like, it's not what just... What is the show? Like, yeah. Think, yeah. Um, with, uh... Um, with you guys, like, touring again, going back to that, are you planning to head out more again this year after this tour that's coming up yep um uh, we're planning on doing a few things i'm currently looking into august as far as as we're going right yeah. now um but we we're definitely planning on going east hopefully cool or we will be going east just how far we can and what amount of time we can be out we got five job schedules to work with so um you want you want you want to hear something funny so right now uh, my good friend John from Vermont is listening to this podcast. I guarantee it. Hey, John, I need you to book mall in Vermont. Um, you can go ahead and leave a comment on this because I know you're going to because you're a dedicated listener and I love you. Vermont. So uh, You can pay me in non-dairy Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> but no, John from the path is like fucking, he's the man and that okay. band is fucking sick. So hey, if you ever want to go to Vermont, I recommend uh, we'll rock hit, with you. hitting them up because we'll Vermont is, is again... With North Dakota and one of my favorite states to play, so easily, yeah. it's uh, something something really cool about the northern states, I guess, where <laughs> people just love going to shows. But uh, is there anywhere specific in out east that you want to head? Um, maybe somebody's listening and wants to bring you out there. Well, I know we're. I mean, it's, it's still very east of us. I know we're excited to hit, like, Toledo and Detroit. Oh, cool. um, Do you know Mutilatred? Yeah, we, yeah, okay, we, we cool. played with Mutilatred a few times. Uh, we played with them in Toledo mm -hmm. at a really sick house show. Shout out Holland House yeah. if you need a spot in Toledo. Cool. I love Mutilatred. Yeah, I love those yeah. dudes. Yeah, insane band. Such mm -hmm. an insane band. Um, I don't really have any places in mind. <laughs> it's really far down. We have friends in uh, Florida. Oh, cool. Yeah, Trenton lives down there. He's in Infiltrate, and then... I love playing in Florida. I played some weird shows, but I played some good shows, yeah, too. Yeah, So I don't know if that's <laughs> necessarily in the cards this year or not, but that's a that's a far-fetched goal, or a far goal to reach, I yeah. guess. Um, anywhere. Anywhere. East Coast is awesome, because everything's, like, three hours away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, especially when you get up in, in the Northeast, because, uh, you know, you could play Providence and then drive anywhere in Massachusetts, like, an hour. Mm -hmm. But pe most 
people don't seem to travel because I think it's just so it's not it's so dense that people like I'm not leaving my town. That's a far traffic far drive for the, some people that yeah. way. And for us, we're like, oh yeah, it's only three and a half hours away. Let's go. Or yeah. like, oh, it's only six hours. Let's go. Like I bet people hate that over <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird to me because like even Wisconsin, it's you know, we it's pretty common to go like three hours to get to another big city or mm -hmm. something like that. And it's just the same as out here. It's just big open fields of nothing sun and farm you know at least wisconsin's got like trees and some elevation changes yeah <laughs> a little bit <laughs> you guys have some bad lands or something out in the way out west way yeah. out west it doesn't get uh pretty around here until i don't even know it's it's a good like well, let's just say north dakota is a very boring six and a half hour drive across <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we uh we drove um after we played that, that after party at New Direction Fest, we drove to Bismarck, and I remember that just being sky, pretty mm -hmm. much, and then we had to drive, like, nine hours to Butte, Montana, or maybe it was even more than that. Nine. Um, from there, it was, like, something like that. But that was all, like, mostly we did a lot of that at night, so I didn't even get to see, like, what, the Badland area, so I don't yeah. know if it actually looks different over there or not, but... Never been to Montana. Yeah, it was, uh... It's pretty cool, actually, over there. Like, it's kind of the same thing, I think. Or even, like, when we played Casper, Wyoming, it's the same thing where, like, there's not a lot to do, so people come out. Because mm -hmm. we had we played this coffee shop at Casper. <coughs> it was, like, packed to the door. And I think it was just because, you know, there was two other bands on. They told their friends to come out. We ended up playing last, and I was, um, you know... Like like when you're on tour, you're like, well, should we play last, yeah, or, or is everyone going to leave? Old sticker and everyone stayed. And that's uh, I mean, we we sold a ton of merch and stuff. Shout out to is, real rockers who stick around. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's you know what's really cool when people show up early and stay late. Yeah. <laughs> so hashtag Fargo hashtag Casper. <laughs> so, um, what are some of your favorite bands in North Dakota currently? In North Dakota currently. Um, well, Fubble Felix is just an incredible band. They mm -hmm. put out Undimensioned Identities this year off Rotted Life, and that band just continually blows me away. Their progression, um, I've seen them in hardcore bands, like that same group of kids have been playing music together for, I say kids, sorry, <laughs> they're younger than me, <laughs> um, uh, play and bands together for years so mm -hmm. it's sweet it's insane to see because that's like right up my alley of what i listen to it's mm -hmm. just you know crazy finnish inspired death metal death doom like stuff from the underground all over <coughs> and they're making that in my backyard so that like makes me proud like yeah. I, I just want to wave their flag anywhere i can um oh, swing they're... swing low has been oh, holding absolutely. it down yeah. forever um they're all just sweetheart dudes playing badass music Oh, I'm excited to see him tonight. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to Jesse, too, from Swing Low. Because, yeah. Like, we were talking... Which one? <laughs> Both of them. Bassist Jesse. But, uh, like, for some reason, ever since we met, like, he and I have always just hit it off with... Yeah. He's a really personal yeah, dude. Yeah, he's just a really nice dude. And we even drove through Fargo one time and just driving through. We weren't playing here. We were just driving. And uh, he actually hooked us up with some food and... Um, we sat and talked for a little while out in the parking lot and everything and, yeah. and he's just always been really, really nice and really cool and, um, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about you meet somebody once or twice cause you play with them and mm -hmm. you feel like you're good friends and he's someone that I 
consider a really good person and a good friend. So if Jesse's listening, I love you, Jesse. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, they, that band is sick. They were we were gonna do a like three or four day run with Swing Low last year, and some things had happened, and they had to drop off. And that was before we had a van, mm-hmm. and Jesse and Don volunteered their van and still drove us basically to the shows. That's so cool. yeah, that's like. I don't know. That's real shit. <laughs> With a band that sounds as hard as them, they should be beating us up and not being nice. To <laughs> uh, other, oh, I want to say a bunch of Minnesota bands. You could say Minnesota. You know, it counts. I mean, while God's, you're right on the board. Yeah, while God sleeps, rot, gadget. Rot was sick last night. Um, Grainier is one of my favorite bands. Not heavy at all, but well, I mean, they're heavy. They're awesome, but like, I don't know. It's sick to see. They're tied to the hardcore scene because everybody loves Grain Ear. Like, mm-hmm. they just bring it. Uh, Marmalade is another band in that same vein. Uh, way younger band, and they're just rocking it out, and the hardcore scene embraces that shit, and that yeah. makes me happy because there's no berries. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't What am I talking about? Favorite bands. Favorite bands. Minnesota, North Dakota. Uh, Body by Torture. They're about oh, to... Yeah. I don't know when, but they're putting out an EP soon or a demo, whatever they're calling it. And mm-hmm. I've heard the tracks. The guitar tone is fucking perfect. Awesome. The vocals are amazing. I can't wait for that band to get more recognition. Yeah. They've been playing more shows out of town. Uh, that's another band. We've seen so many bands from their like first few shows, their first shows, and then in the small amount of time just become like close homies ripping it like yeah. like bands you look forward I to seeing when they so play much. and what's so cool about them like when we did that four-day run with them back yeah. in september like they're they're always in such a good mood they're always the first ones to start moving they're always up front for the bands like they're they just live it up in every aspect mm-hmm. which i love about them and like they give it 100 percent when they play and they give it 100 percent when they're watching yeah and i think that's just so cool and um really admirable for them to to, to, to just be that that glowing like excitement yeah. I guess you could say at a show and stuff like that I love those dudes yeah their their music is awesome their live show was insane the last time I saw them I was brought to tears from one of their songs so like that's just the perfect atmosphere they set yeah. live I don't know and also Mike can cook which everybody yes. knows but Greg's can cook one day uh, it was actually um, we, we stopped at his house one time and he made us French toast in the morning and just like we were driving through again, like it was at that same day. I think it was that same day. And, uh, he was like, yo, come here. And he's like, I'm going to give you some French toast. And, uh, that was before he started going to culinary school too. It was okay. like right before he left and that shit was good. So. Yeah. He's about to do some, uh, big things for himself. I'm happy for him. <laughs> he should just be cooking at shows or something like Combined go on tour and go cook at the merch table. <laughs> <laughs> tour in a food Panini truck. Panini press or something. Tour in a food truck. Dude, that's a good Rip idea. a show and then yeah. go set up on the corner afterwards. <laughs> Talk about self, self-sustaining. <laughs> so what are some of, uh, you already mentioned Six Feet Under, but what are like some of your just favorite bands um, in general, I guess, besides Six Feet Under and like you mentioned like Incendiary, Harm's Way stuff? Was well, I would say Six Feet Under was like a band I grew up with. Yeah. Um, they're not necessarily What's something you listen to band. now? My favorite bands nowadays... Uh, Spectral Voice is just incredible. Death Doom mm-hmm. from Denver. They share members with uh, Blood Incantation, which a lot of people mm-hmm. know of them. And they're like breaking through mainstream death metal now. Um, I like 
really ugly death metal. Like yeah. the more I saw you had a Maggot Stomp shirt on yeah, last night. Yeah, so yeah, so I was rocking that. Um, my friend Chevy always is like, oh yeah, talking about Maggot Stomp bands and stuff. So. Yep, they have a really incredible roster right now. Within the last two years of them, mm-hmm. they just blew up, and a lot of big underground death metal, which is a very weird sentence to say as Megastop is supplying that yeah. and that's that's really sick to see um Creeping Death from Texas I was actually gonna ask if you like them I've been, been listening to them a lot that, lately uh Wretched Illusions from last year is one of my favorite records I've ever heard <laughs> like mm-hmm. they just they've always had that thrashier hardcore death metal sound and they fucking blew it out of the water yeah. on that I'm record. excited to see them in March because I'm going to go to Minneapolis for that Rotting Out of Casey's Dream show. We're, we're out of town during Oh, that, that is when yeah. you're gone. The Shit. one time they're out this way. Yeah. I Like, Rotting Out's like my Putting it out in the universe, that mall will play with Creeping Death by 2021. <laughs> I, I need to make that happen. I'll just tour with Creeping Death. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, other bands that I'm really... What's going on? Do you like Fuming Mouth too? Yes, I love, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. I love Fuming Mouth. They, uh, what's the Grand Descent? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a great record. Um, Cerebral Rot, uh, they and Fetid, they're both bands on Twenty Bucks Bin, another really great underground death metal uh, label. Mm-hmm. They last year two of the best records that came out. Are you um, a Twitching Tongues fan? I am a Twitching Tongues fan. I am I, a Twitching uh, Tongues fan as well. Gaining Purpose, I, my favorite Twitching Tongues thing they've done nice. so far. Um, I saw them with Vane and Code Orange in oh, Minneapolis cool. a few years ago. Um, a lot of cool guys act like Twitching Tongues doesn't fucking go. I and, uh, fucking <laughs> love Twitching Tongues. Uh, I don't get what's that. What's funny is before Disharmony, I actually wasn't a big fan. Like, I was, like, kind of on Disharmony the fence with them. Good, yeah. When they put out Disharmony easily my favorite record that came out that year like, like the first I, time i ever I, heard I, preacher man like i definitely mm-hmm. didn't get it like i was like what is this yeah, I, <laughs> I, and what's funny is like they barely ever play anything disharmony and people talk shit on that record and i don't understand why that record is riff fucking city yeah, yeah they've always and had riffs it, i mean <laughs> and it's just such a strong record front to back like if they play i mean i'd pay fucking 50 bucks to watch you know like 50 buck ticket to go watch them play that record front to back like uh Track nine, the end of love, or uh, on that, has just this riff and begins like, oh my god, I just heard it in my head, and like I fucking, oh, it's just such a good makes it go up, such a good band. No, yep, that is a great band. But I've I love Candle Mass, like eighties, like so I love that's just riffs with any kind of originality on it, like dude. So so we have this uh, song that we were actually writing because I'm a big Candlemas fan too, and we accidentally pretty much stole uh, Black Dwarf from Candlemas, which was on like one of their like more newer records. Yeah. And it was funny because we had this riff, and I was like, "Oh, this is like a Candlemas riff," and I didn't think about it. And then I put that song on one day, and, and I went, "Actually, fuck, we stole a Candlemas riff." So we rewrote the whole thing, and I was pissed. And like, you should have just played it. And I was like, "God damn it!" Like, because their riff was like, or something like that. And I think that was our riff, and theirs is just like one little like it was like. How much is that gonna happen, though? You know what I mean. Like, yeah, we're all just playing each other's riffs yeah. and rocking. <laughs> so we ended up rewriting it. Now it's a, it is cooler now, but still, I was like, God damn it! Like, no wonder I loved it so much because it sounded just like Candlemas. You are Fucking uh, Nightfall, that record though. Um, 
with uh, the song At the Gallows End. Oh, okay, yes, Is yes. the hardest two-step riff in, like, the fucking world. I heard... That is... Oh. I can't remember what band covered At Gallows End. Um, some friends of ours covered it two years ago. They went from Debbie Gibson. Uh, I think Gate Creeper covered it, but not... <laughs> into that. Really? Gate it? Creeper and Young in the Way. Young in the Way. Twitching Tongues actually covered At the Gallows End, too. I found okay, a recording that's of that. What it... That's another thing, too, when people talk shit on Twitching Tongues. I always say, I love Candlemass, and obviously they do, too. Like, yeah, I mean, so, you have to. <laughs> I love, I mean, I just love... Dark Reflections. Doom, doom Metal. Dark Reflections. Yeah. That song has fucking ribs. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much any Sabbath worship is good. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, they, if it they started doom fucking metal. doom metal. <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, we have a lot more doom riffs because, like... I mean, people could talk shit on Ghost all day, but Ghost is one of Ghost my favorite bands. Sick. I've loved Ghost since day one, and I still love Ghost. And uh, bands like Ghost and Candlemass have always been a big influence to Rigtime. And I feel like with a lot of our newer songs that are coming out um, on this new album, there's a lot more riffs, I guess you could say. I mean, we, we like doom riffs and mm -hmm. shit like that. And so I'm really pumped because it's just... It's another layer, it's man. It's just so fun. It's like I get excited when like I hear her playing that while I'm playing drums, and I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah. this is it. So um, <coughs> it's a, that's one thing that I feel like disappeared for a little while in in a lot of uh, a lot of heavy music. You know, I guess you could say like uh, uh, you know, like bands like say like a Mirror or something like that, where they're known for like more of their uh, rhythmic breakdown, mm -hmm. zero stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like that, like a lot of riffs disappeared, but it seems like even in hardcore, like with bands like Fuming Mouth and Creeping Death, you know, or whatever, like they're bands that play a lot ugly of Ugly these... parallel park. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. They gave up. These motherfuckers <laughs> can't even park. They Some... gave up. But, uh, like, I feel like they can, bands who are basically playing death metal riffs, mm -hmm. but can fit on hardcore shows mm -hmm. and stuff, or, um, it's just really cool. It's cool to see. Or even like Left Behind. Yes, I'd say I like that Left country. Behind Everything has they got do is, fucking riffs. They got those sludge influence, like Southern Heart, not Southern, I don't know, Southern riffs, yeah, I guess. I mean, so they're West Virginia. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, left Behind, almost everything they do is fucking perfect. I thought uh, Blessed by the Burn was incredible. Mm -hmm. And then the one they just put out, No One Goes yeah. to Heaven, is insane. That song, that, that, that first Hell song Rains that from they above. put out was so oh, fucking... Oh, the first song on the record... Is just like a shotgun in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, um, where's Ghost Bath from? That's from Fargo, right? No, they're from mostly Minneapolis, but the guy who started it, Dennis, uh, lived in Minot Bismarck area. Oh, okay. I just know everybody loves them out here too. Yeah, so Ghost I, Bath is sick. I always hear a lot about Ghost Bath every time I come out here. I see people in Ghost Bath shirts and shit. So. I've known. The all the guitarists um, are also in like Alistair Hennessy and bands from Minneapolis, and I've known that oh, yeah. those dudes from years ago. I played with Alistair Hennessy um, back in like 2013 in my okay. old band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys Forever, have always yeah. been cool. So, um, with the new record coming out, when is or that's dropping just a couple weeks, right? Yeah, the I mean, recording this, it comes out next Friday, or the 28th. So. Or yeah, okay. Yeah. So I heard I've only heard the one song so Infatuation. Far. What's your favorite song from the record, do you think? Um what's, uh, what's something Well there's four songs on it and then the fifth song's uh an intro done by our friend Gabe. 
um, like a synth noise intro mm-hmm. that's set in the movie that goes actually right into infatuation. Um, I really like Cessation Embraced. I think it's just got it never stops pushing. I don't know. It never stops pushing. It just keeps switching yeah. tempos, but like grating at you. And then Chained, Hanged, and Drained, which we haven't played live yet until it comes out, um, is probably the coolest song we've ever written. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. The uh, so like I was saying earlier, I want to start ending these podcasts with like your choice of songs. So whichever one you sure. want me to play at the end of this, I'll uh, toss it on at the end, and people can here so Word, let's do that what, uh, which which one you think so we can get some some liner notes on it then uh let's go chain hang and drain chain hang drain all right yeah. tell me about tell tell everybody why why you picked a song besides what you already said <laughs> uh infatuation and chain hang and drain are the newest songs that we've written mm-hmm. so naturally i think it's the most mall we've ever been mm-hmm. on top of progressing with song structure with uh, tempos we're, we're pushing more mm-hmm. towards in the thrash now with the stuff so everything that we do that's half-timed and gross is grosser <laughs> um <laughs> i just the name of the next album grosser grosser <laughs> uh i don't i just think that it's the most put together that we've been i'm cool. excited to see just show people where we're going i guess <laughs> what's uh lyrically the vibe of that song, you think? <clears throat> Chain Hanging Drained is about being tied to um, negative thoughts and trying to rid them. It's essentially in that same vein of like a soaked independence, I guess, but a different uh, imagery. But this one is more about um, being hung upside down, stuck with your thoughts, and bleeding them out, basically. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yeah. Like, uh, it's um from the ankles chained tethered intrusive thoughts is some of the lyrics and bound by ritual i don't know i'm not going to get into all the lyrics i guess no, but that, like that, yeah that's, that's what cool it's though um, intrusive thoughts is something that i think that people don't really like talk about as much they want like, to evade them they'll do like, anything to bury it or something yeah. it's like you need to face that's that i think a lot, a lot of i think people everybody deals with kind mm-hmm. of you know whether whatever it may be but that's something that can really fucking plague you i feel mm-hmm. so because i used to deal with like um when i was younger like i had i was diagnosed with ocd and a lot of it was intrusive thoughts and stuff like that and like i still have a i feel like my brain never shuts the fuck up you yeah, know dude. so yeah. definitely feel that <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll we'll uh we'll throw that on here at the end of this and uh i suppose let's see mm-hmm. It's about time to wrap up. I gotta go do another interview for Metal Side Keep Show. Keep on talking. So I usually try and think of really <coughs> fast, rapid-fire shit in some of the episodes at the end. So I'm gonna see what I can come up with here. Um, favorite record of all time? <laughs> oh God. Uh... Ouch. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... That's why it's fun to do this because yeah. everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Uh, I don't know. Favorite record of all time. I'm going to go with Hollywood by Marilyn Manson. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay. Um, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? This matters to people that tour. Um, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so it kind of limits what I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's pretty cool that, like, 
Burger King and shit like that are doing Beyond Patties. Mm -hmm. Um, The default has been just McDonald's breakfast because that's all I can get that's warm out Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I try not to eat too much fast food, I guess. What's your uh, absolute must-play city or state that you really want to go to? Ever, like, or even country. We're somewhere that you're just like, God, I want to play there so fucking bad. Oh, man. Um, I, I really want to get to the Pacific Northwest really badly. Just, like, it's my favorite. Was- like Washington? Yeah, just anywhere over there. Yeah. Just in general, it's my favorite place to be. It's the most calming. It's the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's, It's just a hotbed for death metal and heavy music. I, yeah, I loved yeah. our shows up there. We've played Tacoma and Charleston, and we've played Vancouver, and we've played a couple... Um, in Oregon as well, so and every one of them was awesome. So yeah, hell yeah, I love it that way. <laughs> can't um, wait to get out that way. What's uh fuck? I'm supposed to be thinking of the questions. <laughs> I can't even think of shit. You ask me questions. How about that? Switch it up. Let's oh go. my god! Nobody gives a this. fuck what I have to say, but you still, put me on the spot. <laughs> what is your favorite rig time song you ever wrote? Oh shit! Um, I'm assuming you write. Do you write released or unreleased? You ever wrote? Um, well, I'm gonna say released is Discomposure off of War. That's actually been the intro for all the podcasts for so long, but that song is my favorite because it's completely different, it's weird, it has shit tons of dynamics, and it is lyrics about hating myself, pretty much, that I needed to get out. Mm-hmm. So, um, otherwise, I guess, uh, I guess it's a tie between that and No Faith, which is our last single, but yeah. um, I feel like all of our new songs are my favorite, but I'll figure it out more once they're recorded, I guess. But Start uh, playing them. But for the, I'd say just a tie between Discomposure and No Faith, so... Because I've just... I love playing those songs. Um, what's your favorite Mall song? Did I ask you that? No. I don't think I did exactly. You, uh, something Sort like of. It. What's your least favorite Mall song? How about that? That, that uh... You, or even just the band. It doesn't have to be just you. Hi, <laughs> the everyone least else favorite ball yeah. song. Well, we definitely don't play it anymore, but False Sense of Purpose is pretty funny to look back on um, <laughs> off our demo. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, there's a fucking bark in it, which just doesn't make any sense when you look back <laughs> on it for what we were doing. Uh, I have like Does a, barking in a song ever make sense? No, probably not. Probably it. not. <laughs> I don't know who, why they let me do that. Think DM, <laughs> you think DMX goes back at his discography and he's he gets like, pass. shit, man, that was good. <laughs> that was tight. <laughs> so, so glad I barked. <laughs> no, no regrets. I feel like that. Knock Loose has regretted it probably. I mean, I mean, I don't know if <laughs> or they at least regret it. Maybe they... not regret it, but at least they go, yeah, I did that. You know. Yeah. It, it Once everybody it, starts covering but it. But people and, attach to it too, so that's yeah. also like a... <laughs> it works. It gets them, you yeah. know, if, if you're, do something enough to get memed. Like, you must be doing something right. right. Well, no, no press is bad press or whatever. Exactly, <laughs> whatever Vince McMahon says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Yeah. Well, shit. All right, well, we will uh, wrap this up, and we are going to play Chained, Hanged, and Drained, Drained <laughs> off of the new record. Monarchy out. of Mold. Monarchy of Mold coming out soon. We'll see when I get this up. I'm usually really terrible at getting them up, but <laughs> I'm going to fucking try to get this up sooner. Then later, because I don't see why not, um, I should be okay this week. So thank you very much for chatting with me. Make sure you guys check out Maul and uh, message Garrett on the Maul page and ask him how to do some sick low vocals inspired <laughs> by Six Feet Under, but better than Chris Barnes. Please don't. Because Chris Barnes is an asshole as much as I love him. So. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> talking about memeable. <laughs> love him, but... 
So uh, this has been episode 16 of Hardcore on Tour, Stories from the Van. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you leave a comment, share with your friends. Uh, this is all made available free to you, and I pay to keep them up forever. So make sure you're telling your friends to listen, because this is a, a podcast for you, um, sort of made by you. Depends on if you hop in the van with me someday. So thank you guys very much. Thank you, Garrett. Well, this thank is Jane Hanged and Drained by Maul. God saw what any of us did that night. He didn't seem to mind. From then on, I know. God doesn't make the world this way. We do.